I've had people be like, oh, you're, wait, you're on time? And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> of course I'm on time. This is like my dream. I've been waiting in my car for 20 minutes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, everyone, to Paul Vato Presents. My name is Paul Vato, and my guest today is Lisa K. Jennings, who's a voice actor. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and uh, gracing us with your presence. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. I love it. I love it. I, I want to delve a little bit into, into your career and what it's like doing voiceover and, and how it you know, because it's acting and things like that, and maybe where you grew up a little bit. Uh, do, do you want to maybe start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Who is Lisa K. Jennings? <laughs> wow, an existential question to start things <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> I'm a voice actress. I am from Ohio. Um, I'm a mom uh, and an avid Shih Tzu lover. <laughs> there, you almost that's... got me there. You almost got oh, yeah. me there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just heard the beginning of the word. I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? Wait, oh. what's going on? <laughs> yes. Got it. Got it. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, do you, and I, I, you probably shouldn't give me your address, but do you live in Ohio currently or? No. Oh no, I live in LA. Could someone that lives say in Ohio or somewhere else uh, work from there in the voiceover world or do they actually have to be, do you think in one of the coast LA or Chicago or New York, or I know Chicago's not a coast, but. It's, it's very important though. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends what kind of voiceover you wanna do. Um, and, and the world is changing so fast with everything that's happened since COVID that who knows anymore. Um, but I mean, there's definitely, you can do voiceover from anywhere uh, you can do commercials and program, you know, there's all kinds of things you can do with voiceover. Um, if you wanna do animation, you're probably going to have to live in LA. Um, however, again, who knows? It's all changing. <laughs> like all my auditions lately have even said, like, just let us know if you're not in LA. <laughs> it's because we're still recording from home on, you know, on, on our Nickelodeon series. And so I, I think it's just a very, it, the world's just changing. It's changed a lot, uh, even without COVID, since I first, you know, began this journey. It's always changing. So. Amazing. When did you make your move, say, from Ohio to L.A.? Or did, and were there any other steps in between? Did you ever try New York or was it really Ohio to L.A.? Uh, I actually went from Ohio to New York and I lived in Manhattan for a year, uh, though I wasn't there very much of that year. I was doing regional theater. So I was traveling. I went to um, Alaska and I did a show there for a few months. And then I lived in Florida and did a show there for a few months. And then um, I went back to Ohio after that show. My my lease had ended in New York. And I said, I want to go to L.A. So I bought a car and I drove across the country and, you know, started L.A. So um, Ohio, New York, Alaska, Florida, and then <laughs> finally settled on L.A. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. So it sounds like you were, uh, and so a stage actor first, uh, you know, um, I was having trouble at first going like, these were all actors, voice actors are actors, and, uh, you know, on camera, 
Have you done on-camera acting as well? And then that led you into voiceover? Or how did you get into voiceover? I, I got into voiceover, oddly enough, when I was in college um, studying stage acting my you know you when you're in those programs i'm sure you know you also focus on speech and voice that's that's a whole, whole other class and in that speech and voice class um my my professor had done voiceover in canada and he said i want to give you guys even though it's not in our curriculum i want to give you a crash course in voiceover and um it was kind of funny because I went to a really competitive school with like a very serious like cut system. <laughs> like after every semester, it was like, hey, out of here, become a business major. You're no good, you know, or, oh, we'll let you stay a little longer <laughs> and see if you can prove yourself, you know, and they they would always set you down and tell you what was wrong with you and what you needed to improve on if you wanted to stay in the program. And for my whole time in college it was um you talk too fast uh you need to work on your speech you have too much tension in your tongue all this stuff right and so after this little crash course and voiceover my professor was like hey you know all that stuff that we've been telling you not to do <laughs> that is actually going to serve you really well you're really good at this thing like you're standing out in this area you need to pursue voiceover and forget everything that we've told you um so <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a I was like all right okay so, um that's how I got started uh and, and then he referred me to someone um named Rocco Delvera who had written a book on voice and speech he was a, a professor at CCM um in Cincinnati Ohio and he was an amazing wonderful person and he helped me you know he helped me decide what kind of voice do you have and what will what will that sell <laughs> you know and how should we make a demo and it was not an animation demo however it kind of became one because i did all these character voices of little kids you know um selling mcdonald's french fries and things like that and um and and he really he set me on the path and he helped me create like an amazing demo um and that's that's how i got started that was a long right. story. <laughs> I sometimes like to find out if, uh, if you don't mind talking about, say, your upbringing or your parents, as and are like, are they in the arts, or uh, you know, was your father an actor or your mother a voiceover artist, or did this just come about? And were they supportive on your journey? Have they been supportive on your journey? Oh, they've been wonderfully supportive. Um, they are not artists. Um, they, my dad had his degree in sociology and he he worked um with special needs people to help them join the the work industry like um so he helped train people with special needs at different various jobs um and among other things my mother um also worked in special education and was a teacher and so uh just teaching and working with people that's what my parents did um super supportive of me the whole way. I started out as a ballet dancer. Uh, they put me in lessons when I was in first grade. And um, I wanted to be a dancer when I grew up. That was like my big dream. And that's everything that I talked about and what I really wanted to do with my life. And they were really supportive of that. And I actually did go to college my first year as a dance major. And then um, I saw the acting, we had an acting class that the dance majors took and it was like the bane of all the dancers existence, except for me. I was like, this is awesome. I love this. It's like the best part of the day. <laughs> I was like, I want to do this. Uh, I can do this and I can eat. <laughs> Ballet dancers. 
Um, we don't eat. So uh, I really decided I wanted to switch course, and I I was like, I don't want to dance anymore. I want to I want to act. This is all I could talk about, and it's it was so much fun. And um, so I so I switched. I was like, can I please? you know, audition into the acting department instead, which tacked on another year to my college journey, but it was worth it <laughs> because I, I found my passion and, um, you know, acting, dancing, dancing led me to acting, acting led me to voice acting and, you know, it's all connected. So. Amazing. That, that's wonderful. And was this, uh, this was in Ohio. Is that where you went to school? I'm sorry if I missed that. Yeah, yeah, I, I I glossed over that detail, but yes, I went to Wright State University in uh, Dayton, Ohio. Wonderful. And uh, where where in Ohio did you grow up? Uh, because my mom spent a lot of time in Ohio outside of Toledo in a little farm town called Delta, which I don't think anyone's ever heard of. But uh, so I do have a Ohio connection. Um, oh, I grew up in Southwest Ohio, uh, called Sydney, Ohio. Okay. Okay, I don't know where it is, but it sounds like it's it is closer to where I grew up, which which is the Chicagoland area. So, uh, but I I have fond memories of spending uh, in in Ohio. So it's it's wonderful. There's a special place in my heart for Ohio. Yes, we are, and (laughs) I find that people like to work with us. There's this stigma, I think, a good stigma that uh, I is I guess it's still be called a stigma. I don't know that we are. (laughs) industrious and hardworking because whenever I show up on set and people find out I'm from Ohio, they're like, or from Chicago, like, oh, great, a, a Midwesterner or a Chicagoan, you know, and then with this, with the improv training and whatnot, it's like, forget it. It's like we're instant friends and they know that we're there to work. Uh, so I think it's a compliment that we're Midwestern folk. I agree. I, I couldn't agree more with that. I've, I've had people be like, oh, you're, wait, you're on time? And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> of course I'm on time. This is like my dream. I've been waiting in my car for 20 minutes. <laughs> like, uh, any earlier, it would have just been too much. To, to do this. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, if, if if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late type of a thing. Yeah. So that, that's wonderful. That's wonderful that we share the same work ethic, if you will. And when I would imagine- LA, though, When I moved here, I was always 15 minutes early and people are like, well, what are you doing here? Like everyone's late in LA. And so like I had to start adjusting to being five minutes early just so I wasn't like the weirdo. <laughs> but you still, you know, with all the driving, I would imagine you would still be there. Like you said, 15, I don't think you were lying when you said I've been in my car for 15 minutes waiting because- no. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get there early. You're going to do the job. And I think that that's part of the reason that a lot of us get hired and hire each other. Yeah. Yeah. That whole Midwestern mentality and thing. And then uh, so around what year did you, if you don't mind sharing that, when did you make it out to Los Angeles? I believe it was around 2008. I know I should know. I know people like to post their anniversaries of when they moved to LA and I I'm like, oh, no, 2007, 2008, oh, somewhere in there. Um, oh. I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure it was 2008. <laughs> Wonderful. Now, we have a very important question from the audience from Mr. Chris Rossetti. And I'd assume it's a Ohio thing because I don't get it. Skyline or Hold Star Chili? <laughs> um, all right. I guess I'd have to say Skyline. <laughs> That's okay. a very important question i get it <laughs> is this a restaurant or is there an actual chili company 
Skyline's a chili uh, restaurant chain. So um, I I don't like, this is going to be hard to hear, but I don't like chili, but I would go there and have baked potatoes with like the mounds of shredded cheese. And like, you know, (laughs) if I had to pick one, I'd I'd pick Skyline. They make a hell of a potato. Wonderful. Okay. I, I think we should do some commercials for them. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, yes. Thank you. Thank you for answering that. Um, so you make your way out to LA. I, I was in LA in, around 2008. I didn't leave till, you know, a couple years later when I made a, when I came out to Las Vegas, but uh, did you start working right away or did you come out there already with something lined up or what was that like? Because I know that a lot of new people are always like, well, you know, how do I get into voiceover and how does that happen? Were you already doing voiceover when you got to L.A.? I wasn't doing voiceover. I had the demo that I'd made in Ohio and I'd sent it out in New York with no bites. Um, I got I immediately was like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to hop on this. I'm here. Um, and my first day in L.A., I made friends with a wonderful human who is still one of my dearest friends today named Lucas Falkler. And he had, um, he's a music engineer and um, among many other things that he does, but he has this whole studio set up in his bedroom in the house that he shared with all of his roommates. And he was unemployed. And I was like, Hey, I need to use your equipment. Um, (laughs) So we, we kind of made a business deal. Um, You know, there were like websites, I think that they still exist called like voices, com or voices one two three and you can you can get voice work on these when you're non-union and you don't have an agent you can you can submit but you have to be able to record them so i said hey if you record all of my auditions for free um and help me send them in and do all the technical things anything i book if i book anything i will give you 50 percent which i know is a huge like people's jaws always drop like 50 percent your agent only gets 10 I was like, yeah, but I didn't have any equipment. I didn't have any, you know, I, I had, you know, I thought it was a good deal. And I still think it was a good deal. And we um, became best friends. Every day I go over to his house. We'd look up auditions, um, anything I was right for. We, I hopped in his closet and we, we recorded them, sent them out. And pretty soon we had clients. We had like regular clients. Um, we had a regular workflow. Um I was waiting tables on the side as well to support myself. Um, and, and that's really how I got started. And when I finally did um, meet my agent and I was able to tell her like, Hey, I'm already working. Like I'm already doing this for myself. She was really impressed by that. And that, that really helped help me get in the door. And then I did book my first union job. My first year out here, it was for robot chicken. And, uh, they, they'd actually, my, my agent represented, I don't know if she still represents Dakota Fanning, but at the time she represented Dakota Fanning. And, and so Robot Chicken reached out and was like, hey, um, we want Dakota to come on the show because they always have celebrities going on there. And she was like, I don't want to have my client go on and make fun of herself, but I have this new client who sounds kind of like her. Hire her. And they did. <laughs> they hired me and that's how I got my first job and um that's how I got into SAG and everything. So that was that was how it all started. Wonderful. Wonderful. It just it just shows, you know, our industrious nature that it's uh if if it needs to get done, it will get done. And I don't think fifty percent 
is a lot because realistically, like I said, you're, I mean, you're already paying. If, if you have a manager, if, well, if you have an agent, it's 10%. If you have a manager, that could be 20%. So now you're at 30. So, you, okay, so you give up half, but now you didn't come out of pocket to invest in any kind of equipment. You know, you didn't have to spend thousands of dollars uh, to, to do that. And what a great trade-off where you kind of have a professionally edited demo, I mean, uh, you know, audition to submit. So I, I think that's that's uh, more than fair. I thought that, that that's oh, great. Yeah. And I got an education too uh, in in how to edit, you know? Uh, he, he'd be like, no, you're not going anywhere. I'd be like, I'm the talent. I should get to go home now. He's like, no, sit here and watch me edit this. And uh, I learned how to edit just by watching him, you know, like, so, you know, to a very small degree, like taking out breaths and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I got a lot out of it. Do you do that now yourself, though? I mean, as far as for auditions and submissions, do you do you lay down the track and then do the editing or how does what's your process now? Um, Gosh, it's changed over the years. It used to be that you would go in to the agent's office and you would you would perform and they'd give you feedback. Maybe say do that one again, do it like this. And then they would they would edit out the breaths and send it out. And you didn't have a whole lot of control if you're like, no, I really want that take. And they're like, no, you didn't have a whole lot of control. Um, but it was nice to have the feedback. But then as things changed over time, um, they started expecting you to have a setup at home. It was like a really slow progression. Um, and, and it would be like some of them I would do at home and then I would go in for some. And now I solely, especially because of COVID, I do everything from home. I record it in my booth which i'm in right now um and when it's done i sit there and i i edit i splice i take out the you know i do like an abc of um all my lines i pick the right take i take out the breaths and and then i export it out so yeah it's it's a huge difference from where it started though where you just walked in not knowing anything and then you just performed so it's been a learning curve Greetings, my Vatos Locos, and welcome to another episode of Paul Vato Presents. I want to sincerely thank you for tuning in. People have been asking what they can do to help support our program, and well, the easiest way is to just head on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a like, give us a follow, maybe leave us a review. Also, maybe head on over to Spotify and do the same thing. We're on all the podcasting platforms, so give us a like, give us a follow, share it with your friends. You can also head on over to paulvato.com, and from there, you can follow us across all social media. There's also a link to our Patreon. So for $3, less than a cup of coffee a month, you can help support our program, and it would be really appreciated. So thank you for your time. And now back to Paul Votto Presents with our very special guest. Thank you. Lisa, question. Barsha, uh, what a sneaky way to uh, come up and, and, uh, and uh, poach my, <laughs> my guest. But yes, of course, I really think you should know Deborah Barsha. Deborah's an amazing person. She's a fellow supermodel like me. She and I have an have a improv group called The Supermodels. And uh, but uh, De- Deborah is, is uh, in the music industry. I'm sorry, you know, Deborah. Please introduce yourself. And yes, of course. Um, I, yeah. I, I I work in theater more than anything, but your voice. I'm really into different voices. Is so familiar. Um, I'm driving, and I look like Charles Nelson Riley with these glasses. But I was going to ask you, like, do we know currently any commercials or movies that you're in? Because I totally recognize your voice 
Um, well, I'm currently in Big Nate, which is uh, an animated series streaming on Paramount Plus, soon to be streaming on Nickelodeon. Um, and then, well, I guess I'm most well known for um, Lila Rossi on Miraculous Ladybug which I use a lot of my own voice in. So um, if you have anybody in your family that watches Miraculous, you might have heard me in the background being a total bitch. <laughs> have you ever done commercials too? Because you have such a great voice. Uh, thank you. Um, I have done some. I just did one a couple weeks ago, actually. Um, but that was a regional for, I think, Texas somewhere. So I don't think you, you will hear it unless you happen to be in Texas. Um but uh, I have done Domino's, Coca-Cola, Build-A-Bear uh, over the years. Uh, I've done, I've done I have some more things in there that I'm forgetting right now. <laughs> so I have done some commercials. Deborah, you must have such a great ear, though, being in music and being on Broadway and whatnot. That, that's amazing that you're able to pick, pick out uh, Lisa's voice. Deborah, thank you so much for coming up and asking that that great question, which was something I was going to ask you about. Are those the, the big projects that you would most be known for, the ones that you mentioned, working for Paramount Plus and Nickelodeon? Yes. Um, so Big Nate is on both of those platforms, Paramount Plus and Nickelodeon, and it's it's um, it's brand new to the world. It came out in February um, and just the first eight episodes. So there'll be more of that to come. And then Miraculous Ladybug, um, I've been on since I think 2015. So um, I've, I've done that a lot, a lot longer. That was a really big audience. Uh, it's got a very big fan following um amazing um, an amazing group of fans really they're they're really supportive and awesome so uh but that is probably what i am the most known for and uh what i'm working on at the moment <laughs> would you mind or is it like stand up like oh you do stand up tell me a joke would it be okay to ask you like a sample of these voices or are you kind of like no i can't or i won't uh because it's I'll, 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 give you a, I'll give you a little taste. Um, okay. I'm actually yeah. having a little taste. trouble today um, as ha that happens. But sure, um, let's see. So Gina is like this, and she's very nasally, and she's up here, and she, when she gets evil, she has a laugh like... <laughs> um, that's Gina uh, from Big Nate. And then Lila, she's very like, she's mostly like my real voice, but she's a little younger and she's always kind of feigning like, I didn't mean to do this awful thing to you. And like, oh, you know, um, so those are my two, two big voices at the moment. That That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Now I know also, at least from what I've seen, um, that it's usually females that voice even like little boys and male characters, uh, or are there are there men that actually voice little boys or little girls, or is it usually women that are able to do that? I think it's usually women, but there are um, lots of guys who can do it. Um, our our lead Ben Giroux is amazing as Nate, um, as a young boy. Um, we have lots of other great actors on the show who do little boys, like Charlie Schlatter plays Chad. It's a genius. Um, so I mean, men and women can do boys, um, and I have done many. I've done many boy voices over the years. Um, I like to to do them when I can, like if I get to play like an extraneous character on um, Big Nate, like I'll do like a, hey, whatever guys, you know, those kind of voices or like little boy voices. Um, it just depends, but I've done lots. <laughs> and um, it's always fun just to be able to 
bounce around, gender bouncing. I love it. I love it. What would you, <clears throat> if I were doing my life story as a as a animation, uh, how would you play little Paul Vato? What do you have a vision? How do you build this I voice? No, that's on the fly. Um, Gosh, I don't know. I, I I think I would do like a very well articulated little boy voice. Um, who, just someone maybe a little more. Um, I can't think of the word right now. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know what I would do vocally. I'd, I'd probably think about it for a long time. I, I don't I try not to jump into voices unless I'm forced to. Um, and I and I and I give it a lot of thought. So I was just Wonderful. studying. I <laughs> I, I, I like hearing about the, the process, which is also, you know, what you do, I'm sure, you know, on a, uh, when you're doing a stage acting or camera acting. Uh, so that that's that's wonderful to know that there's also this process for voice. Now, um, I know that you also connect with your uh, fans and followers. You're on a few websites where people can actually buy your autographs and, and things like that. Uh I think one of them was Jemmy. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. If you go to my Instagram you'll and you go to the link in my bio, it'll take you to like my link tree, which has all my links for things. Like I have um, my my Jemmy account where you can go and buy like a shout out. So I would just, you would be like, hey, my sister loves your show can, and it's her birthday. Can you do Lila's voice and wish her a happy birthday? Um, so that's really fun. Um, I also do Streamily, um, which is an autograph, live autograph signing site. Um, I usually set those up like on this date, I'm going to be signing autographs and you can watch me sign it live. Um, um, but people also just go and buy my autograph kind of randomly and, and then it gets sent out um, anywhere in the world, which is really cool. Um, Streamly is an awesome company. So, yeah, those are some some really great websites that I work with. Wonderful. That's great that you're, you're accessible to your fans and, and all that. So that's wonderful. Do you do Cameo or anything like that as well? I haven't done Cameo yet. I would like to. Um, I, I I need to look more into that, but that would be fun. Cameo is awesome. I think that they would pick you up instantly, uh, you know, so I'm sure if you just submit or I might have sort of a contact, just the person that got me on there. But uh, so oh. I'd be more than happy to, you know, pass on your info to them because I think okay. you would do, you would do well on on Cameo. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, Cameo is awesome. So um, that that's amazing. And you're doing Cameo, and that's fantastic. If I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> I'm no, no Andy Dick, but yeah. <laughs> Not true at all. <laughs> thank you. Um, so what, uh, any, any upcoming projects, anything in the pipeline that uh, we should be looking for? Well, more Big Nate is going to be coming out around the corner, and pretty soon it'll be streaming on Nickelodeon, so it'll be more accessible to everyone, which I'm really excited about. Um, I am working on like a, a secret project that I can't talk about right now, but um, that's you know how things go. Um, and more Miraculous is coming. If you are a Miraculous fan, I I can't tell you anything about season five, but you know we're all we're all uh, anticipating. Lila to come and mess things up a lot. So let's just see if that comes to fruition, shall we? <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Well, I hope that when you can talk about your project uh, that you would uh, come back and see us 
and maybe we can uh, break it here or at least help promote it after the fact. Uh, so, you know, of course, I'd, I'd love to have you. And, and um, it's just great to learn about an industry that, that I do enjoy and I've done voiceover work, but I'm not, you know, into it as much as you are. So that's fantastic. And thank you for being so generous with your time and, uh, and uh, your advice. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. This has been so much fun, and I am honored that you that you asked me to come do this. It's amazing, and I'm 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 a fan of your show. It's awesome. So thank you uh, so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, if somebody wants to get into, and then and then I think we're almost done. I don't know how much time you have. I know that you're very busy today, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. But uh, you know, I think the question that people always ask how do I get into voiceover or how do I do this? And, and if, if you have a short and quick answer, great. If not, we can always do another show based on that. But I, I, I have a feeling that most actors, whether they're either, either have no idea because they're not actors or there are actors looking to get into voiceover. Could you share a little bit of advice on how that can happen? And then we can go to final thoughts and, and thanks and all that. Um, well, I mean, if you're not an actor and you're interested in voice acting, then the first thing you should do is study acting because it's a really key component. It's the second word, you know, voice acting. And uh, I think people forget about that. They think it's just making funny voices and it's totally so much more. So if you really are interested in voice acting, even if it's, you know, not animation, you want to do commercial work from home, you know, living in Ohio or wherever you are, you should definitely take an acting class and, and start honing that your craft before for you, you know, because in voiceover is another, another skill set on top of that. But acting is, of course, the, the foundation. And then if you are an actor and you want to get into voice acting, then I would say take a voice acting class. Um, I know that sounds very, you know, simplistic, but you have to spend time on the microphone. You have to spend time hearing yourself. Um, you know, you have to you have to realize you don't have anything else to work with. You don't have facial expressions or body language. So it all has all the energy comes through the mouth. And, um, you know, you may be an amazing on camera actor, but it's another skill to be able to put all that through the voice. So take a class, uh, get comfortable with a microphone, get comfortable with how you have to make subtle differences <laughs> with speaking so that you don't blow out the mic. Um, and, and, um, and then re just read out loud at home. That's like the best thing I could tell anyone to just improve, um, not only as, a, as an onstage um, or on-camera actor that's going to improve your cold reading skills, uh, your audition skills, but as a voice actor, just read. Just read out loud to the walls, to know. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I never realized the importance of that, but I've heard so many people say that, that uh, it's just a matter of reading, reading to yourself. Reading out loud, though, you know, spending the 15, 20, 30 minutes a day reading. So that's something that I've I've added to my repertoire, if you will. So thank you again so much, Lisa. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, are you working today? Are you working on a project today or is there anything going on that we should know about? Um, like, are you recording from home? No, today is a day off from that. Today, I have a lot of family obligations. I have to pick up my son from school and all those types of things. Um, today, uh, I set aside this time. I, this this was my work today, doing this. And um, you know, that's it's it's not all it's not all glamorous. <laughs> Sometimes I just have to do do a mom stuff. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, uh, folks, thank you guys so much for being here. 
And I'm going to let Lisa tell us a little bit about, you know, where, where we can find her. Yeah, you can also click right on the fortune cookie right below us. And her Instagram is there. So please give her a follow. Her link tree is there, which is what I meant to say, not LinkedIn, but her link tree. Or then if you'd like to uh, pick up some merch, you can do that. Uh, as a personal favor, I ask you to please find Paul Vato Presents on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify and give us a like and a follow and a, and a great rating and all that good stuff. And I appreciate each and every one of you guys that are here. Uh, Lisa, do you have any final thoughts or any advice for uh, either vo uh, fellow voiceover actors and artists or uh, – any, yeah, any final thoughts that you'd like to leave our audience with? Just keep on going, you know. Um, there's always ups and downs and just persevere, you know. That's that's all I have to say. <laughs> you just have to keep on moving, so. Wonderful. I love it. I love it. And again, folks, you can find uh, all of Lisa's information right below us there. And for me, you can just go to paulvato.com. And I want to thank everyone for being here, and especially you, Lisa. Thank you for taking the time to be here and spending time with us and gracing us with your incredible talent. Uh, you, it's, you have great voices. And I know people say that like, Oh, I can make funny voices, but thanks for that advice. You know, definitely take some acting classes uh, to get into this amazing world of, of entertainment and whatnot. Thank so you yes, so much. Yes, please. Uh, you're very welcome. And let's everyone give uh, Lisa K a, a round of applause. And thank you. Thank you guys. Uh, for your round of applause. Uh, Thank you, Lisa. In this hombre holding up the bottle. Look a little closer, cigar in Moscato. An actor in improv coming from Chicago. Alto, big wave of Paul Vato.